I'm here today with Dalton Henderson, the 2012 state champion for Ocean Lakes High School in Virginia Beach, who was also recently named the head coach for the storied Colonial Forge wrestling team up in Stafford, Virginia. Coach Henderson tells us today about his journey to a state title, including the role of team camps, competition, and having the right mentality in wrestling. As always, please rate and review the podcast, especially on iTunes, because it helps bring visibility to the show and our sport. Now let's get rolling. He taught me to get up when I didn't want to get up, when I wanted to quit. I had high goals, man. I've always had high goals. And so when I won it, I was just kind of like, oh my gosh, you guys are right. It's not the thrill of winning. It's the joy of having that personal goal and being able to achieve that and walk off the mat with your head held high and with your hand up. That just fueled my fire. And I was in every state championship match from there on until I graduated. That was when I really started doing the kind of wrestling that I was capable of. Anybody that steps in the ring and just decides to commit the entire time is a state champion in my in my book. Welcome back to another episode of Back Points, the podcast where top wrestlers and coaches reveal their secrets about how they won state titles in high school wrestling. Today we have another great guest. He's the winner of the state title for Ocean Lakes High School back in 2012, and also the new head coach for Colonial Forge. Coach Henderson, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me, Coach Marlowe. It's a real pleasure. And did I get that right? So in 2012, you won the state title. Um, what weight class was that? I was 113 that year. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty special. It was a pretty special year. Yeah, I'd love to hear more about that. But, um, you know, to start off, um, when did you get named the head coach at Colonial? Um, it was um, late August last year. Um, and it, it kind of it goes long back to, like, I was in high school. I wrestled in HSCA. I was wrestling for uh, procedural wide. We wrestled this team from Maryland, got in contact with them um, afterwards and uh, ended up near the end of the summer right before I wrestled at VMI, got to wrestle for their team. So he knew actually a couple of kids that were at Colonial Forge and he just, I mean, casual checks like, hey, Colonial Forge is looking for head coach. Um, and I just jumped on top of it, really, honestly. So. Well, it's a great program. It has a really strong history. I think they've won seven titles in the last. Yeah, seven. yeah it's it's seven. I think in the last, uh, I think it's like since two thousand or something. They they've been really. I mean, they've been really. I remember the reason why it's special for me actually being there is because they won the team title the one year I won state. So we always chat about that. If I see, uh, I see the old coach up there. So that's a great history to be a part of. Yeah, it's real. It's real special. Do you have a vision for the program that you that you want to share? Um. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's 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 eventually getting back to that that level, but also trying to build them to not just be a, a great at the state level, but at the national level as well. And I mean, I know it's hard. I mean, it, it's not easy coming off of the history, you know, with Coach Swink and everything that he's built up there. Um, but it, it's really about trying to lay the foundation for how I want, how I want our program to go. And it's not easy. I mean, I'm 25 years old, you know, there's not a lot of young coaches out there at 25 years old. They give a, hey, you're giving the keys to the program, you know? So it, it's been definitely a, a great learning process, 
and the kids were growing all the time. I stay in contact with them um, almost every day. So it's been fantastic. Um, We have a great relationship. I know they're working hard, obviously, through everything that's going on. But um, I I just I can feel that we're we're starting to head in that right direction. And we're and they're starting to wrestle and kind of shape and have the mindset that I had when I was in high school that made me so successful. So, well, let's let's go back to that a little bit. So, where when did you start wrestling? So I started actually wrestling in second grade. Um, my brother, he my brother had wrestled. Uh, now, well, a year ago he was a wrestling ref. Um, so now he's uh, he he's done with that. He's kind of decided he wants to do something else. But he wrestled in middle school. I went to his match and he had won, and I was like, "Oh, that's really awesome! I think I'd be great at it." And um, so I went to the Corporate Landing Wrestling Club, and the first one I ever had was like me and four little toddlers that we we've all grown up together. And I used to lose all the time and cry and be upset, and um, but it, it also taught me, you know, as I learned it, you know, eventually you learn more about it and you get that mindset, but you start kind of figuring out like, okay, I'm tired of losing. You know, what do I need to do to kind of figure that out of how I can start winning matches? I'm not losing to these guys all the time. So. I, you know, I think that it is a, a good strategy for us to, to build more support and more participation in wrestling, to bring elementary school kids, little kids out to watch high school matches and college matches. And, you know, I think if the more that those kids see the older kids out there wrestling, I think the more they're going to want to be, uh, to be a part of it. So, you know, I think it sounds like you maybe had that experience a little bit. Yeah. I mean, when I was, um, I mean, when I was in high school, I mean, Ocean Lake, they still do the the kids club. And I think it was really important. I think uh, honestly, for me, that's kind of when I got my first taste of being a coach and, you know, and there'd be weekends where if, I'm not competing if there are little kids or, co- or little kids are competing. I'm out there coaching them, and I think I do think that's an extremely important. I think it's not only having that exposure at a young age, but it's having those role models. I think sometimes the high school kids they're so focused on the wrestling that it's like you know you have these little kids they can be you can be a role model to them and kind of inspire them to really start trying to wrestle and be like hey let me learn more about the sport and I think that's what's important about it's having not only you know, learning about sport and being explosive, but having the right personality and having the right role models around you. I think that's what kind of helps propel and gets the participation up and, and able to, um, you know, have the sport continue on the trend. So hopefully build it back up. Mm-hmm. So, so, okay, so you started wrestling in the second grade. Yeah. yeah. Um, kept wrestling through um, all the way. Um, wrestled at Corporate Landing, uh, placed in our cities couple times last eighth grade year it was I was eighth grade I went undefeated got to the finals ended up losing in overtime on takedown so um it was it was like that first experience of being in the finals and not kind of getting what you want and um it that was a learning experience for me because it was like I don't ever want to feel that experience again um so continue on ninth grade um luckily you know I was blessed I was at least I was able to have coach hardcourt um, for one year as my coach, it was his last year, obviously, but I was able to wrestle, you know, be coached by him with his son being there, Alan Hardcore and helping me out. And, um, you know, going through that whole season, it, it wasn't easy. You know, um, I had a great teammate, Eddie Bracey, who had come from Kinsville, who was really successful and he was coming over and he's coming over to wrestle in the room and be, be my teammate and help make us great. Um, and he pushed me to be better. 
honestly. Um, I wouldn't be where I am today without him. And that's a, that's a true statement. And um, we just kept pushing each other throughout the whole year. And we go to districts. I take third. Um, I go to regionals. And we start getting in kind of the rustlebacks. And uh, I'm kind of starting to figure it out. I have heard a lot of people talk about, you know, we haven't had, there's never been a freshman that's ever qualified and, um, for AAA at Ocean Lakes. And me and Eddie were, we thought we could be the first two to do it. Um, Eddie fell a little bit short. Um, I didn't. I was able to kind of push past that wall and it gave me a lot of confidence going in. I was like, okay, you're already starting to make history here and you're only a freshman. Um, what else, you know, what you, when you leave here, what do you want your mark to be? So I think that was really important. Um, that freshman year really set the tone for my career at the point where, you know what, you're, whatever happens, if people are doubting you, you keep grinding for, you keep pushing away. So helped a lot. Yeah, for me, my sophomore year really set the tone. You know, I started when I was a freshman, and so I was really, you know, a ton of learning went into it. I certainly didn't qualify for the state tournament as a, as a freshman. <laughs> And, uh, 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 but, but I qualified as a sophomore, you know, I went to camps, I wrestled year round and mm -hmm. uh, was able to cover a lot of distance in, in a fairly short amount of time. Um, mm -hmm. but, um, the, uh, for me, it, it was crucial to be able to go to the state tournament, see what it was like so that when I returned later, it was yeah. intimidating. Yeah. I think that, I think honestly that for me, freshman year was like, it was like, oh, wow. like you did it, you, you made your goal, you qualified, and now, like, you're there, and you're still starstruck, and then, I mean, your first round, you're wrestling, uh, returning, uh, returning state champion, and you're just like, oh, okay, we'll see how this goes, and, uh, um, you're just kind of along for the ride, but you take all that experience in, and you're like, you know what, all right, next year, you know, now I know what I need to work towards, I'm not, it's not going to be the first time where I'm just, like, eyes wide open. Um, so it, it was a great experience. It, it did help me kind of really propel me into that sophomore year. I, I traveled around a lot as well. I mean, that, that's one thing my coach preached was obviously staying in the mat room and, and lifting and doing everything right, even in the off season, um, eating the right things, but also not just restricting yourself to the room. You know, you have to get out there. You got to learn. Um, and I, and that's something that I've carried on to my kids now. I mean, there are a lot of times they, they'll go to a club and they'll kind of come back a little worried. And I'm like, I love that you went to a club. Like if you learn something new, show me, please. Cause you want to learn that you want the sport to grow and you want them to be, you want obviously your wrestlers to be as well-rounded as possible. You know, I think the sport now from where it was 10 years ago, it was very strong and, you know, you had to be the Iowa style, the strong, tough guy that was very, and I, I kind of, the way I've seen wrestling now lately has been more of an art form. You know, it's, you have these different techniques in the way you're wrestling is very different. I mean, you see Jan, you see guys like Yanni. Yanni's not the biggest guy, but he, he wrestles differently. He learns a lot. He's never uncomfortable in any position. And I think that's what's important about that. I think if the more well-rounded you are, it can kind of, it's important to obviously have that lifting and that body. But if, if you're you're learning and you're getting comfortable in all these positions, that's going to help offset maybe you being a little bit weaker or, slow, or you know slower than the other guy. So, so in terms of um, when you're when you're talking to your guys about strength building versus technique versus mm -hmm. endurance, do you have a, so are you are you more focused on one of those areas rather than um, the other? probably? I mean, for me, I was 
I was more of the technique and endurance guy. I was, I like lifting to me is really important because you, I mean, I, you can't just not lift. Like that's, that's just impossible. Like it, you, you have to have some form. And I think lifting also teaches you, it helps you gain that explosiveness and work on certain aspects of wrestling that you can't get from the, you can't get from, um, you know, you can't get from the endurance or just from practicing the technique. I mean, like for me, the, the strength, the thing that helped the most was with the strength was helping me push past that point where sometimes you're getting to that last rep and it's a heavy rep and you know, you're like, I don't know if I can do it. And it's like, you, you got to push yourself mentally past that. And so I think that's for me, that's what lifting helped the most with. Um, but I was, I was never the biggest guy. I even like, even now when I wrestle some of my kids, you know, or I've gone out and when I competed at VMI, I was never the biggest guy, but I mean, there'd be a lot of times where they were like, I, I took you for granted because you know, you're not, you're not this big, strong, burly guy, but when I wrestle you, I do feel your strength. So I think you can be strong, but you don't always have to look the biggest guy. You don't have to be the guy that always looks and has the big muscles. So. Yeah. I think there's something to that farmer strength, you know, that's. Yeah. I, I take, and you know, I do a lot of, um, you know, I cut the grass a lot. I do a lot of wood cutting, um, back here at home. Um, I do a lot, like, even when now, like, I work at a restaurant and I, I do food running, so I'm lifting a lot of trays. And I use a lot of that. It's funny, but I use a lot of that for, like, my training, where you're lifting trays up and you're using it for your shoulders and you're moving really fast. So it, it, I think that type of work strength is it's different from just being the guy that's always the bodybuilder doing the cleans and everything. I think that's important. I still do that. But having that workman-type strength, I think, is really important. So. I knew a guy who used uh, sheep shears. I can't remember. Oh, really? I can't remember <laughs> what he did with them, but he, he used it and he made his hands so strong that you just could not, you couldn't break his grip. And it was all yeah. shears. Yeah, that's <laughs> No, I mean, that, that's, it, I think it's awesome. I think, yeah, like I said, that manual labor, that type of strength, it's, it's important. So um, I think I, that for me has worked. So. So what, so you qualified as a freshman. How'd you do sophomore year? Sophomore year, um, great year, 43 and seven. It was awesome when uh, I took second in the region, second in districts, took sixth in the state. Didn't do as well as I wanted. Um, I, there were some times throughout that year where I, you know, near the end, I beat, I beat a certain kid and then I lost him near the end. And it, it, it was kind of figuring that out. Like how, how, what adjustments did he make? You know, was I not making the proper adjustments? And so that, that year, I obviously I took a leap and I was very happy about that. But, um, I mean, there were also tournaments that year that I would, I would be, I would always take third and, or I'd be in the finals. I couldn't get over that hump. And, um, and like talking back to my teammate, like Eddie was great. Eddie, Eddie was a, a, for some reason, he's a finals guy that year. Like if he got in the final, if he either took third or if he got to finals, he was winning it. And, you know, I was at, there was one tournament we were, um, I think we were up at Riverbend. We were actually up at Riverbend, and it was like they had their Super 32 tournament near the end of the year, and I took third. It was great, and I'm watching Eddie, and I'm sitting there with my dad. And, um, you know, I'm talking to him, and he's looking at me, and I'm like, and he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm happy. Like, I'm ecstatic Eddie's doing well. Like, I, I'm a team guy. If, if the team didn't do well, you couldn't talk to me. I, I could win by a pin or tech ball, and if we lost, I was like, don't talk to me. Like, get out of my face. But, like, I'm watching it, and I was like, I just want to be that guy. Like, I want, he's like, so what are you going to do about it? What are you, how are you going to work harder to get there? 
Um, and so that mindset, like I said, we both push each other. And, and I thought, I think we, you know, our, our mindset, he was the more, a little bit more athletic guy that was able to do certain things that I couldn't, but I was always the guy that I never stopped wrestling. I never stopped at any moment. So I think that pushed us both to kind of help us reach, start reaching our goals. And we we're like, you know what? We, 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 we stumbled a little bit near the end, but we really, we got really focused. We got to figure out together what we can do, not just to help each other, to help each other, but to help the team grow. Um, and that was a big thing. I think overall at Ocean Lakes, um, the reason why we, I mean, in three years, once Coach Arco left and we got Coach Barnhart, who's there now. I mean, in the three years we were there, we wrestled over 100 matches and we lost four. I mean, four duels. And that's, I mean, that's absurd. Nowadays, you don't, I mean, a lot of teams don't get to wrestle that many duels. But he felt like that was important because a lot of us that wrestled on that team, we grew up, like, I wrestled with them when I was in elementary school. And then we went to middle school together. So we were a really, really close to that group. We were family. And that's what I've tried to, you know, I tried to carry that on, obviously, into my coaching about being family, doing stuff outside of wrestling that will help make you closer. But um, just that, that type of environment and doing that, helping us to push each other because we had competitions in the room. I mean, the, you, we would always have like, okay, who's going to get taken down today? Who's going to get the most takedowns on, on coach? You know, who's going to be able to do that? So that type of stuff that pushed us and made us better on those little things that that was really important to us though. I think competitions in the room are really critical to, to help guys grow and, you know, to just keep people motivated because they love, they love competing. Yeah. I mean, and I think the one thing that I liked about with our competitions is, is it was never, it never got personal. And we always knew that. Like, I mean, sometimes I think it, and some, like I, I sometimes you have to, those kids that they don't like getting taken down at all. And I tell them, you know, I've had, I have one this year and I, I, I told him, pulled him aside. I'm like, it's okay. Like you're learning. You're going to get taken down. It's us. It's your reaction afterwards is how you, is how you're going to, will determine how you'll get better. You know, if you react and you're like, oh man, like I can't, I gave up a takedown, uh, like, you know, bump the rest of practice. I mean, then that you're not, you're not taking it the right way. And I always looked at that, you know, like the competition, if I got taken down by Eddie, I was like, okay. I'm getting back up to my feet doing it and I'm getting the next takedown. I, I, it was like immediately forgot whoever it was. It didn't matter who I was wrestling in that room. If we were doing live or if we were doing sprints, like I wanted to be the first guy back. And, and it was a, it was a macho. It was kind of like a macho thing with our team, but that's, that's how we responded. You know, we, we responded to sometimes being challenged and sometimes, you know, people say, you know, we hear the little chirps about, you know, oh, we're starting to become that kind of team where people are starting to notice us. And that happens. I mean, sophomore year, beginning of the year, we wrestled at Cape Henry. And we wrestled, we ended up winning the tournament, but we wrestled five teams in the top 10 and knocked them all off. And none of the duels were close. They were like 20-point duels. So, you know, then you start hearing like, oh, you know, it, for us, we were like, we never believed it. We were like, we're still the same old team that nobody believes in, and we're just going to keep doing our thing. And that's what helped us keep getting better. Um, so that's that. But that figuring out that sophomore year, how we were doing well during regular season. And then we didn't quite finish well. And it wasn't just me and Eddie, but as a team, we didn't quite finish the way we wanted. We we're like, okay, what do we need to do? Not just for me and Eddie, but as a team, what can we do that's going to really make us take that jump? Um, and so for us, it was actually, we went to a camp. We went to, we went to a Bucknell summer camp. 
We did team camp. It was great. Um, wrestled a lot of Pennsylvania guys that were really tough on top. And I think that, that to, I mean, that type of physicality, we, we were just used to wrestling guys. And sometimes even the better guys, somebody was either like, they would push back a little bit or they were just that much better than us. But it was like, those, we wrestled some of those PA guys that they may not have been technically great, good as us, but they were grinders. And if you got underneath, like you had to figure out a way to get out and, and really like missing and tell yourself like, you're not going to get out immediately. It's going to take some time. You know, you got to keep grinding through it and, and figuring that out. So um, that team camp that summer really, I think, shaped us into propelling us that next year into junior year. So team camps are fantastic. So w w which one did you say you went to? We went to um, it was a Bucknell team camp. We did that one. And then we um, we would always do two camps. Um, and the other one that we did, the one before that, we would always do a technique camp where we'd go somewhere and learn, learn, try to learn different things. Um, and then we would go back go to a team camp where we got to compete. We got a little competition. You would still learn, um, but you would got, you got to also compete and do that. So we, the one we went to before was, it was a technique camp at UNCG. So, you know, that was, I mean, that was before the program got um, stopped and got cut. And I loved it. I mean, it, you learned a lot from there and, um, it was great being in North Carolina and they had, they had a pretty good team actually at that time. So they had a couple of NCAA qualifiers. So being able to learn from them and, um, pick up a few things was really great. So, and then taking that and trying to apply it to the team camp when you go to Bucknell, um, that was a great experience for me. Camps were a big part of how I grew as well. I think it's very hard to replace that, that, uh, kind of, concentrated learning that you can do when you don't have to worry about school. You don't have to worry about anything. You're just, you know, living and breathing wrestling. Yeah. I, I, and you know, I, I think obviously, you know, nowadays in the off season, a lot of people focus on getting matches and, and I think getting matches is important. I think getting those reps and trying them out, but I think it's equally as important to just learn. Yeah. Just like take a step and just breathe and just learn about the sport. Um, and I think that's something that I think we miss a little bit. Um, I think at, overall, I think we're, you know, we're, we're, we're creatures of habit. You know, you, you want to compete, 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 compete. And it's, sometimes you need to be like, take that step back and just like, hey, take a deep breath. Let's slow it down a little bit. Let's learn. Let's learn some more. You know, let's refine our techniques. And I think that helps the most. And also, like, I think the big thing is, is just because you're not competing doesn't mean you're not getting better. I think that that that's something that people look at and they're like, oh, like how many matches did you get in the off season? And you may say, oh, 30. And it's like, well, that's not enough matches. I got in like 100. And it's like, yeah, but I got in 30 matches. And then I went to a camp, though, and I learned. And even though I didn't compete in as many matches, like I would do, like what I would do is I would go to clubs, a lot of different clubs, and just wrestle around with guys. So even if I didn't get as many matches in, I'm still wrestling different guys from different, you know, sometimes I would go out of the state and go to PA or go to Maryland and wrestle. So it's like, you know, what? just because I'm not getting as many matches as you doesn't mean I'm not getting better. I'm just doing it a little bit different way. And I think that's important that there's multiple ways about how to improve and every kid's different. And that's something that, you know, as a coach, you got to figure out what works for some kid. Well, some kid might need to take a step back. Some kid might just need to get a lot of matches. So they're used to that speed. So it's very different. Um, yeah, I think for, for me, when I was wrestling, uh, because I was a new wrestler, it was important for me to, to pile on the matches 
kind of quickly. And so I do think I benefited from going to more tournaments in the off season, going to some team camps, but at the mm-hmm. same time, I did still need to, I really needed to do pretty much everything because I wanted to yeah. get the technique. And, and then I ended up going to the J Rob camp, mm-hmm. the intense conditioning, the intense wrestling and all of it played a, a real big role. I also think that it, it depends on the mentality of the kid, you know, yeah. some guys, you know, if they don't learn as much when they go out there and wrestle yet, you know, they, they don't, you know, they're not kind of ready. Like if they go out and they take a loss, maybe that's a negative thing for them. They don't learn that the way that they could. And then other guys go out there and they're learning tremendously from wins, from losses for them. They're absorbing stuff that I think is really critical. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a great point. Um, I think every, like every kid's different and it's figuring out, what works for those kids, what works for this kid, what works for that. I mean, and, and that's something that I've had to learn. I mean, at a young, you know, at a very young age, you know, taking over a program, it's figuring out what works for each kid. Um, you know, obviously with everything that's going on, it, it's been really hard because a lot of them, they like, I had a lot of kids that they wanted to wrestle a lot and off. They wanted to go to these camps and do it. And it's like, you know, for not being able to do that, it, it was hard. You know, so a lot of them, I, I tell them, you know, a lot of times, like, watch, watch, go online, watch film, watch Matt, go and flow, you know, watch some technique matches. But, like, once you watch them, for me, it was like, if I saw it, it was just because I got used to the muscle memory. But it was like, if I saw the match, and it would take me maybe a couple practices, but I could pick it up. I could pick it up pretty quickly. Some kids, they, they need it, like, they need to watch the video, slow it down. And then maybe sometimes watch it, like watch somebody do it in a match and then try to attempt it. So it, it, it's very different, you know. Um, some kids pick up on it quick, some people don't. Um, but that was, uh, for me, it was, that's just, I, I was able to watch it. And I would, I would go back and I, I was very good. Like, I loved studying tape. Even as a, even when I was a kid, like, even my, like, I would hate watching my losses, but I knew it was necessary for me to get better. I knew it was absolutely necessary for me to improve and get to the goals I wanted to. So going back and watching tape and looking at it and slowing it down and really watching like, okay, how's his footwork? What What is he doing um, differently that I'm not doing? Well, how can I correct that so it's, it's, it's fluid? And so um, that tape, watch, doing that is um, really important. So Yeah, yeah, so that, so the, Team camp was a big part of your progression from sophomore to junior year. How did the junior year turn out? Um, junior was great. Um, so um, you start off the year, um, I think it was, I was like 39 now, starting off the year. It's great. It's a great year. Um, you know, I went through, we wrestled at, I went through a couple tournaments. Um, started off the year, we wrestled at Salem. Salem had a really good tournament at that time. They had a lot of northern teams, um, came down from Westfield. Um, I think, no, Robinson didn't come down that year, uh, but it was Westfield, it was Forest Park. So there were a lot of good teams that came down and we were, you know, we were on a roll. And I think that year we kind of, we took a step that, you know, like I said, that sophomore year, but we really progressed, um, that, that uh, junior year where we were just, we were on it. And I mean, and we had great competition. I mean, Cox was still really good. They still had Cody Stagberg and everybody still back. Um, and then, and you also had Kellum who, Kel, I mean, Kellum's always been really good, but you had Ross Benzel and then Christian Olanowski had just left FC and he was back. So you had, I mean, we were already great rivals 
And to have that now, that little extra extra something to really fight for, because we knew whoever was coming going to win the Beach District was probably going to win the region that year. And Great Bridge was returning to because Coach Smalls had gone back. So they were really starting to return to power. And um, it was a great year. We went to Virginia Duels. Russell, we had won it actually my sophomore year. We had won the Black and Blue Division. And the next year we went up to the American Division and won it. And we were the first, I mean, it was cool over the intercom and they like, yeah, the first team ever in the history to win it back to back years. I mean, it was kind of like crazy to like think about that. And obviously in the long history of Virginia Duels when they've had some great excellent teams there. And it's like, that's crazy that they've never had a team that's gone up a division and won it back to back. And so to kind of be able to do that, like I said, being a trendsetter um, and laying history down, that was awesome. And so we go through the year, um, we go through, I wrestle, I win, I, I take second in districts. We, we win districts as a team. It was great. Um, and then regional tournament, um, I ended up winning it. And then obviously going into that state tournament, I was high on confidence. Um, you know, even though like I was, I, I, junior year was a great year in team, but it also, for me, it was a very personal growth year. Um, and so like a great story that I have that I always tell my kids about, you know, getting through hard times and when you're, you're hit with, you're hit with adversity on, you know, when you're not expecting it, how do you overcome it? Um, so it was right. I think we were just wrestled FC. It was in late in uh, January. And, uh, my grandma who, I mean, she, she's been, she was a huge part of my career. She used to drive down. My mom would go pick her up, drive. She'd come down, watch my matches at middle school, high school. And she came down, watched the match, and it was a Monday, and um, it was middle of class, or it was uh, between classes, and I give my mom a quick call, because I always love talking to her. I'm very close to my family. And um, she talks to me, and she's like, what's wrong? I was like, I don't know. Something just doesn't feel right. I like, I don't know why. Just something's off. Um, and so she goes, I go to practice, and, you know, great practice, setting up. We had the Ocean Lakes tournament at the end of the, at, at the uh, end of the week, so I was super excited about it. We had a lot of great teams coming. It was like 35 teams, so I'm, like, stoked. Come home, mom tells me, she's like, well, you know, grandma's been sick for a while, so she finally passed away today. And so I was, just like, emotionally, I was drained. Um, it was like, you have all that high, and then it's like, boom. And uh, my coach knew, I mean, Coach Barn knew how close we were. And he, he comes up to me the next day because my mom and him had talked. And he was like, hey, can I wrestle this weekend? Just, you know, whatever you need, let me know. If you don't need to come practice, like, take the time you need because, you know, we need you for the end of the season. That's where we need you. Like, so um, I go through the re re rest of the week. I'm working out, everything. And then I leave a little bit early on Thursday. And um, we drive up. And the turn, or no, I left Wednesday. I actually left Wednesday. So I drive up, go to her offering. Her nurse gives me this note. I'm talking to her and I'm reading it. And at the part of it, say, if I was still here, I'd still want you to wrestle in that tournament no matter what happened. And so I go and I look at my brother and I was like, tomorrow night after the funeral, I'm driving up. We're driving back. And I'm, I don't care how much I weigh. I'm making weight the next, I'm making weight on Friday and we're wrestling. And he was like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, I'm doing it. And so like, I, I'm Thursday night. It's like 10 PM at night. And I called my coach. I'm like, Hey, come up to school. Like, let's check my weight. And so I was like, five, I think it was like 118. So I was like five pounds over and I spent that whole night and it, it's, it was hard. I mean, I ran, I ran, I had my sweats on, I'm running, 
doing everything I can do, you know, and um, I mean, even before, like, he's driving up to the school and he sees me just running, I'm running around, and I'm running around the, uh, the block where I'm living, and he's like, wow, he was, like, surprised, um, but, like, that type of, like, personal going through that and being able to push through that and um, that really was, like, a real inspiration where at, at the end of the year, I was like, from that point on, it wasn't even about the wrestling. It was like, I'm doing this for my, I'm doing this for grandma. I'm doing it for her. I want her to be up there when I win, where she's smiling down and she's like, I'm glad you got the job done. And um, so it became a lot, a lot more of a personal journey for me. And um, it, it ended the right way. It ended perfect. I couldn't have asked for a better ending to it the year, be it, you know, hand raised. Um, you know, they, I go on YouTube a lot and um, they still have that finals up. And they watch it, and afterwards, if people ask me why you're so emotional. I'm like, that's why. It's like, you know, that not just the it's not the thrill of winning, it's the joy of having that personal goal and having it be such a personal family matter and being able to achieve that and walk off the mat with your head held high and with your hand up and knowing that she's that she's looking, she's up top and she's smiling down on you. So it was, uh, it was great. It was fantastic, fantastic year. That's a great story. So, yeah. So, um, and then, so I, and, you know, by that time I'd gone through it and, um, you know, I'm going through senior, junior year and, um, and through the summer I'm wrestling, doing really well. Started to pick up a little bit of injuries, um, a little bit. So I didn't get as much of a preseason. I didn't get to compete as many matches as I would like, which was different for me, but, you know, go through it. So senior year we go through, we finally, now we're starting to wrestle, you know, we were in Beast of the East. We started wrestling those big teams. And, um, you know, Christiansburg, when they're really good, you got Joey Dance at the team and, you know, Coy Ozai, who was, you know, ranked in the country out to how to wrestle. So you're going there and you're you're challenging yourself. And um, you have a couple close matches you're winning. And, and then you kind of go through senior year. And it, it happened, I mean, I and I'm not afraid to admit this, but, it, I I got a little complacent at the end. I mean, when you're winning that many matches and you're not losing a lot, it, it's very hard. And some of those, you're, you're blowing guys out. It's a little easy to, you know, kind of be like, oh, yeah, I'm that guy. And um, we go to districts, and I'm wrestling Sean Button from Kellum. And I had a call. I, I didn't wrestle well. I just didn't wrestle well, and, and stuff didn't go my way, and I lost in overtime, and it threw me off. Like, from that point, I was just like a mess. And I, I go to regionals, and and then I lose. I take third, but like in the I had the like in the match before, I had wrestled. I had to beat this. I beat this kid in overtime that the year before when we wrestled. I pinned him. It wasn't even close. And I'm so I'm still like freaking out, and I'm, I'm like, you know what? I I can still reach my goal. Like I've gone, you know, I I so what? I didn't win districts. I didn't really care about districts. That wasn't my goal. I yeah, I want to be regional, returning regional champion, but okay, it's okay. Like I gotta progress through it and, and win states. And um, I mean, returning champion first round, you lose. You lose in overtime on the last, you know, on on the last second takedown. And I'm walking off the mat, and I'm just like, you know, I, I it's it's unreal how I can't even describe how that feeling was, because you're just like it's it was like an out of body experience, you know, for like two weeks. I didn't really kind of know who I was. I wasn't wrestling like Dalton. And um, my coach pulls me aside and he says, look, you've had whatever you do, I'm going to love you no matter what. Like you, you've done so much for not for this program 
and everything else in this team. This team looks up to you as a leader. You know, finish it the way you want to. And um, I kind of just, you know, that, I don't know why, but, like, that talk, like, Dalton was back. And I, I go and I go Ultimate Warrior and go all the way back and take third. And um, it was, like, it was one of the, it was pretty, pretty surreal because it was, like, one of the few times, you know, everybody in the stands stands up and they're announcing, like, you know, this kid, this guy who returned to state camp lost and found the way all the way to wrestle back and take third and end his career with his hand out high. And um, I'm getting standing ovation from everybody. I'm just like, that's crazy. You know, I'm a regular old kid. They're just, you know, worried about wrestling. And everybody's like, you know, great job. And I'm walking off the mat. And I got a lot of people like that, you know, I don't know a lot of people that would have done that. A lot of seniors, especially me, and I had already committed to VMI. I got my future secure. A lot of them, some of these, like some of them, would I would have packed it in. I wouldn't have been able to do what you did. And so to have that perseverance, to do that was uh was amazing so and it helped me a lot you know, I mean going forward you know going it made me hungry again because it was like you know you can't get complacent you can't get like that again because that's that otherwise you lose track of who you are so really really good i think that's a that's a I mean, that really is a great story i mean some things like that make you who you are in a lot of ways and it's like what you were saying earlier about how it's not it's not whether or not you're going to get taken down. Everybody gets taken down. Everybody gets in a bad position. It's how you respond to that when that happens. You know, do you keep wrestling? Do you come back in the wrestlebacks? Um, I remember my first business partner, he said to me, it's not whether or not bad things happen. It's what it's how you respond to them. And so, you know, do you hide a mistake? Do you you know, so this is one of those areas where I think wrestling really has lessons that apply to everywhere else in life, you know, for these. Oh people. yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, there, I mean, I would not be where I am um, without wrestling at all. I mean, there's a lot of decisions that big life decisions that you got to make that it's not easy. And, you know, when stuff goes against you, it's about how you grind your teeth. You know, you, you can have a bad day. Um, everybody has a bad day. It's about how you respond to it and how you kind of grit your teeth and get through it. Um, so, I mean, you you have times where you have a kid in class that's snapping off at you. And you really, most times, you, like, you're like, oh, like, just having one of those days, I don't really want to, I don't want to deal with anything. But it's like, all right. Like, you know, or like if you made a mistake, like, I mean, there have been times where, you know, even this past year, but before, like, before I was a, Hey coach, I was assistant at North Academy, and there were times where, like, you know, the coach asked me advice on something, and it didn't go my way, and I was frustrated. But it's like, you know what? It didn't work out. What can I learn from it? How can I learn from this? So you know what? It doesn't happen again. You know, we're not we're not having those positions. And I think the biggest thing is, is you know, like you said, it's a it's admitting when those mistakes happen. You know, it's like it's the acknowledgement of them. I think that's very hard for a lot of people is to acknowledge when you've made mistakes and. But uh, for me, that's, it's part of learning. You know, that's how you become better. That's how you learn. That's how you grow. Um, and you become a better person. So I think, I mean, not just a better wrestler, but a person in life. That's what, I mean, at the end of the day, I want my kids to win. But if I know, if I see them grow up in life and they have a great family and they're doing all the right things, that's going to put a smile on my face. You know, that's going to make me truly happy is that the little time I had with them, I was able to have a, impact on their life that carried them through 
not just wrestling, but into life and and um and growing up. So I think that that to me that's what I get the enjoyment out of being a wrestling coach the most. I couldn't agree more. I think it's it's incredibly satisfying to help kids reach their potential and to and to grow into into well-adjusted, strong kids, strong adults. So I, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, that really is the right focus. Yeah. I, I think, you know, it, it, when you get too focused on the winning, I think that's when you lose track of yourself. You know, you want to be, a, everybody wants to be a winner. Every, you know, it, everybody wants to be a winner. Everybody wants to have their hand raised, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, I talk to my kids now and even, um, some of my old North Academy kids that I still talk to, you know, I tell them, I'm like, wrestling is a very small portion of your life. So like, and when you're in it, you're in it. And it's like, it encompasses your life. And you think like, you're going to wrestle forever, but you're not, you know, you're not always going to be wrestling. And it's, it, what's important is, is taking those lessons that you've learned from them and applying it to your life, having that discipline to do stuff when you don't want to do them. You know, not that time managing everything, you know, figuring out little play, little time gaps where you can do stuff. And also, like, if, even if when you are successful, staying humble and staying in that ground zero where, you know what, I, me staying hungry is what got me to where I am. Why would I change my mindset now? And that's what I'm saying. After senior year, I mean, that's what helped me really in, in VMI. I mean, there was a year where, my junior year, it was, I mean, I was having a fantastic year. I was able to be, you know, coaches full at one point. I was top 30 in the country and I was doing really well. And then I just won. I mean, I had, I was losing third period. I was down, I think it was by four, no, yeah, like four or five points. And Kate chose bottom and I turned them twice for four. It was when the new back points rule came in. I turned for four and, you know, I won all academies and I'm like on a high and I'm like, yeah. And then it's fun. like my mom, I go out to dinner with my parents and um, they call me the next morning, Sunday, and I'm already on a treadmill running. And I was like, I got to stay hungry. It's like, you can't, I was like, you know, I was like, I got, at one point in the year, like, I, that's why I got me in trouble was being confident and thinking like, oh yeah, now I could just cut off a little bit. Like, no, you got to stay that same hunger that would got you to there because that's what's going to help keep, keep propelling you forward. And so I think that's, that's what's really important about that is, is always staying hungry, you know, never being satisfied, quite satisfied with where you're at. Always trying to find that, always trying to learn. I mean, I'm not competing now, but I still learn a lot. I still watch videos. I still like, I mean, now since quarantine, I've, I can't tell you how many videos I've watched and none of them are, and probably I can tell you, and I'll tell you probably five of them have been probably from 2015 and on up to now, most of them have been old. It's been like Jordan Burroughs, watching him when he was in college, um, watching John Smith, just watching how he shot his low single, the, the intricate parts about it, what made him so effective about it, the drop down, low single, Terry Brands, all those guys. You know, it, it, it's cool that the sport is evolved, but it's also cool to go back and watch the originators and see how, what, what they did and how it was so effective. And how can I learn from, you know, maybe simplify that to where I can be as effective, not only at doing it, but teaching it. And I think that, that to me is important, so. So do you want your kids to wrestle like you did? Um, 
Not, not really. I, I think everybody has their own style. You know, that's the one thing I've realized is um, you, you have to be able to adapt to how your kids want to wrestle. I want them to be in great shape. I want them to have the endurance, but they don't have to wrestle anything like me. I, you know, I want them, I want them mainly to have the mentality that I had for majority of my career where you're hungry and everybody's doubting you and everybody thinks you're going to lose, you know, or you're, you know, like you're getting lucky. Like, that's what I want. I want them to be hungry, even when they're winning, you know, if you're winning, stay humble. There's, there's being confident overcome. Cause what happens is if you're, there's a good thing. Sometimes it's being confident in yourself, but it's also when you get to that point, I tell them there's a point where if you you venture into that point of overconfidence and that's when you get yourself in trouble and you start making mistakes that you don't normally make, you know, and I, I go back and I look at that and I, at that short period where two weeks I lost myself. It was out of my experience. I've watched those matches and it's like, I don't even know who that guy was that was wrestling. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, getting back, staying hungry and, and staying in that mindset where you're always trying to get better. And even when people are saying, patting you on the back and saying, great job, you know, you're, you're doing really well and everything. It's like, you know what? I got to re- remain humble. I got to remain hungry. I got to keep wrestling, you know, wrestle hard. But no, I, I want my kids to have the same mentality, but to, for them to wrestle like me, no. And that's why I think for me, it's, it's just as important to learn about the sport, more about the sport and be comfortable in different positions. Because there are some kids that have the stronger upper body type that might be better in a over under position. And I never used it in high school, mm-hmm. but I think it's important for me as a coach. If I see that that can be a strength for them, I have to learn that and be, and learn to be comfortable so I can teach them that, you know, that that's why I think it's just as important to learn about, um, you know, keep learning about the sport because it's changing. I mean, scrambling wasn't a big thing. And, you know, now if you don't know how to at least have the basics of scrambling as a big guy, you're in trouble. Like, I mean, that's, it's really important. So I think that that's why it's important for me to keep learning. So I can not just teach the little guys. I can teach the middleweights and the upperweights and obviously having the assistant where they're, they're bigger, they're bigger guys so they can help them. That's awesome. But I think it's also important for me to, to know what that is too and learn about that and try to get comfortable there so I can help teach them that. So I think that's really important. Is there any, are there any assistant coaches who were with the program before you or you, is it all fresh now that you came on? Um, it's been all fresh, um, which has been good. I mean, I, some of the old coaches like Coach Barr, I still can reach out to him and he'll give me advice. Um, but for the most part, it's been a whole new fresh program. And um, I, I do like that. I like the fact that they were willing to give me a chance to build my own staff as young as I am um, because that imparts a lot. For me, that gave me the confidence like, okay, you know, I I can make these decisions and not have to worry about them always being like, well, the old people did it this way. So that's the way, you know, you should try to, it's like, there are some things from the old that I, I, I tried, I do want to emulate, but I do also want this program to be in my vision. You know, I want it to be kind of in my mold of that of that type. So I think that's really, really important about, um, you know, them giving me that confidence, the school and the principal and the athletic director giving me that confidence to do that. So, but I mean, it's still growing, you know, I'm, I'm 
still trying to, you know, I talked to some of my old friends about um, trying to, you know, have them come in and, and try to help out when they can. Because I know, I mean, I know they're very, very busy, but, you know, being able to do that, I think was awesome. So. Yeah, I think having people in the wrestling room coming in to, to help contribute to the program, you know, that's a huge part of, uh, of a successful program. I was just speaking with one of the great bridge wrestlers from back in the heyday when they were, you know, mm-hmm. annihilating everybody. And, uh, you know, the way that he describes it, that room was packed with alums, with college wrestlers, you know, with extra coaches walking around, you know, it's just completely packed with you know, practice partners, you know, instructors, everybody you could imagine. Yeah. And and that's the important thing. That's why I think it's just, you know, I think it's important having not just all those people in there, but also for the wrestlers and for me as a coach to go to other, also other clubs and learn. I think that's, that helps a lot uh, as well. Um, And so, yeah, but having as many parts, because the thing is, is if you have more partners in there, you who wrestle these different styles, you can get accustomed to how to wrestle a little bit differently and figure out, and that's what helps you become more well-rounded. I mean, a lot the thing, the benefit that I had in my room was Eddie was a little bit more the short athletic, athletic type, but then I had other partners that were long and gangly. So that helped me tremendously, you know, having those different types of wrestlers and body types that you just, I mean, I was always prepared for everything. Yeah, I, you know, I just had those guys, I had guys around my weight that they were just all, it was weird. They were all built differently. So I never really got caught off guard if I wrestled a short, stocky wrestler or if I wrestled one that's a little bit more athletic or I wrestled one that's a little longer and lengthier. Like I was always accustomed to wrestling because that's just what I did. And that's what, that helped a lot. But it also helped, you know, going to other clubs, going to Kellum or going to PA or going to Cox and wrestling with them because it was like, okay, well, they're wrestling at a different level and they all wrestle a little bit differently. What can I pick up from there mentality wise or technique wise to help me? So, cause I think part of it is, is obviously it's very, it's that fine line because you, you want to kind of keep some coaches like that. You want to keep those little secrets that you're good at to yourself. But at the same time, you do also want your kids. You want to go out and learn because it's going to help you grow. It's going to help you learn and grow and all that. I mean, I, the biggest part, like a big thing for me in college was one of my assistants, he did his master's at Ohio State. So I, I, he took me and three other wrestlers up to Ohio State for two weeks and we got to train with them. It was completely different. And it was like the, I mean, the hardest probably two weeks I've ever wrestled in my life, ever. Cause um, I was going, I was really looking forward to wrestling Nathan Tomasello because I had almost wrestled him my senior year. Um, when we went to D.C. and I just missed out on just because I lost the first round before I even wrestled him. But he wrestled at the U.S. I mean, this was off of him winning a national championship. And then he went to the U.S. Open and got hurt so he didn't get to wrestle. And so I had my partner for those two weeks was Reese Humphrey and Logan Steeper. <laughs> so I learned a lot. And it was like that first week was like an experience unlike anything I've ever had. I mean, we're wrestling freestyle. So they, they're, they, I'm getting ducked and dumped to my back and low singled and rent lug lace. And I'm like, oh, you know, and um, I think it was like at the end of that first week where I'd done my practice. And, um, and actually it was really cool because I got to meet, that was when Dom Demas, his brother Josh had just graduated, or I think he was about to graduate. 
And so Dom was coming in the room because he was just starting to finish up his high school career, and now he's at Oklahoma. So I think it's really cool to see that. And I'm well, I'm talking to Logan, and um, and I was just like, you know, obviously I know like the weight, and you've wrestled a whole lot of other guys, and and he's like, well, he's like, you gotta get accustomed to picking up on the little details again. He's like, obviously, he's like, I can tell like you're very good, but like sometimes you're not, you're good at making adjustments, but you make the adjustment sometimes a little too late. And by that time, I know the adjustment's coming. So when I know it's coming, it's easier for me to adapt. And so then we wrestle, you know, we wrestle again. And um, that second week, you know, I'm, Reese wasn't around as much. So I'm wrestling with Logan and we had a, a couple of Paris Graham guys that came up, um, you know, but, you know, it went from, I was, Logan was getting, I mean, it was like, it was always getting takedowns to where I'm able to defend some and able to get my reattacks and score a couple of times, even though he beat me. But it was like that, that adjustment period, being able to kind of take that little advice that I got and pick it up really helped. And so, you know, that's what it's important about, you know, wrestling being in that room. And I mean, you're meeting Bo Jordan, who you see, you know, all four time All-American, Kyle Snyder. I mean, Olympic world champion. So meeting those guys, Coach Ryan, and, and you're meeting all these guys and you're talking to them and you're just, for two weeks, you get what you feel what it's like to be in like that type of room with that type of atmosphere, with that type of partners. And it's trying to obviously, you know, you're trying to replicate that. And it's, it's a little bit harder, but that's why I think sometimes it's also important to open your room up to, to some of the other people because they can help make your wrestlers better. So that was a that was a really really unique experience that I, I carry with me, you know, to this day. That's helped me. So it's amazing the experiences we have with wrestling that stick with us forever. You oh, know, irreplaceable. Yeah, I mean, I was actually this one of the other stories is um, you know, I just got in the job, and my coach found out, and I was about to, and it was, I think it was two days or one or two days before I was leaving. Uh, from Virginia Beach to drive up, move into my apartment permanently. And um, so he invites me out to dinner. So I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I thought you was going to be congratulatory dinner. And like eight of my old teammates from high school were there and they all surprised me and we all had dinner. And it was like one of the great, I was just like, I got to start crying because I was just like, this is like not, like, you guys are all living your lives and then you guys had the time to come back and us to meet up and and have dinner and talk about that and catch up on old times but to congratulate me on getting you know starting a new career and and everything like that like that was amazing so you know like you said those those moments from obviously from high school you know how close we were to be able to come back and you know you're able to do i mean my friend one of my friends he had gotten married earlier in the uh summer and he didn't even know and i surprised him at his wedding and he was like ecstatic and it was cool and a lot of us we got caught up as well from high school so you know those memories that you have I tell them like you you got like everybody remember for me it's it's not as much about the destination I it's about the journey and, and knowing when you're in it to really enjoy it while you're in it because you know it's not going to last forever you're going to have those memories to look back on but it, it just it has a special place in my heart and going through all that. It's, it's, Oh, it's never the matches where I won the most and everything that I remember it going through those sprints with my teammates and picking us up. And, you know, when I'm, I'm struggling, you know, one day and wait, and they're like, Hey, we got you. We're going to help you get, get this off. You know, we're, we're in this with you. That's where it's all about. 
I think that camaraderie and that family type atmosphere that you get from wrestling that you don't always get from other sports. I think that's what makes it very unique. You know, not just the lessons, but just how close you can be with your, uh, you know, with your brothers and everything. So I think that that was that it meant a lot to me to have that. I, I think that's that's right on. You know, you and and you can't control the destination completely. You know, there's no, no. way to know you know, that someone's going to win a particular match or a particular tournament, but you can control your attitude during practice. You can control your attitude with your teammates, you know, like that journey, it's what it's all about. You know, the destination yeah. of course is what we've got in, in our sights and, and it keeps us going, but mm -hmm. it's really that journey that, that makes it all worthwhile. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I tell my kids, man. I'm like, I tell them a lot, you know, it, it's really mostly about, that journey, like, yeah, you want to win, you want to be obviously the guy that's staying at the top of the podium, you know, but I, I tell them, like, wrestling, like, it's a lot of what you, like, there's, you got to do what you can to control, you got to control what you can control, period, point blank. That's right. You got to do that, you got to do the right things, but I was like, sometimes it takes a little bit of luck, sometimes it takes that guy that you know is a bad matchup, and he just happens to lose a bad match, and then now it becomes, it, it might become a loser, now you face a guy that wrestles a little bit similar to how you're accustomed to wrestling and it makes it a little bit easier. It, 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 I think that it's a, it's a whole total, it's a total thing of everything. I mean, it's not just, uh, it's not just one thing that comes into it. It's, it takes you doing the right thing, but it takes a little bit of luck as well. It, it's never just always the straightforward, the guy that wins all the time, you know, like the guy that's the best technician is never, sometimes the best guy doesn't win it. You know, sometimes it's the guy that, you know, like I, for me, the senior year, I mean, I had people tell me, like, even though I didn't win it, got, I was the guy that took third and they were, everybody said I was the, probably the best guy in the weight class. Sometimes that's just how it is. Sometimes, you know, things don't go your way, but, you know, it's about doing what you can control and putting yourself in that right position and, and you know, just wrestling the way, wrestling your match and, and staying in your moment. So, um, but that journey is super important. One of the big themes that I hear a lot is control the controllables. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just, you simply can't, you know, I, you know, I think you and I as coaches, we, we probably take it for granted more because we've learned this again and again. Mm -hmm. I think the kids need to hear it. You know, they need yeah. to, some more than others, but, but I think it's important probably for all of them to, for us to hammer that in is that you got to control the controllables. Yeah. And, and, and I think the hardest thing is, is, I mean, even for us then, I think the biggest thing is, is, you know, it's always trying to do, it's doing the right things even when nobody's looking. Yeah. That too. I think that, you know, control what you control, but always do the little things and keep doing them when, even when nobody's watching you. That's what I, I tell my kids. I'm like, there were plenty of times where I didn't, I don't want to go for a run. I didn't want to do the little extra stuff that I knew was going to either improve my conditioning or make make me making weight a little bit easier, but I did it and it pays off. And I was like, you know, that's what's important is you, you got to realize that is that it's those little things that it's not, it's not just going to practice and doing that. It's doing, it's living, making it a lifestyle, making it a point to eat healthy all the time, eat, get in the right nutrients, get the right amount of rest, not stay up and, you know, want to watch that football game or something that's on late at night and know like you got a match, you either got a match the next day, you got a match in a couple of days. You know, it's about going, going to bed, getting that right amount of sleep, 
You know, if you need to get up a little bit early in the morning, get that little extra run in, um, stuff like that, that, you know, even, I mean, for me, I read a lot. I, I read a lot of philosophy and stuff like that. A big uh, person in my life, a big philosophy for me like that I always think of is Bruce Lee. You know, I always think like to be like water and flow and, and not, not just always think, you know, sometimes I think a lot of times you don't, you know, we think way too much or some of my kids always tell them like, you guys are thinking, you got to think way too much. You, you want to make it instinctual and just flow with everything and, and be, be fine. And that's why like a lot of times, you know, we'll, we'll do live, but I've also, a lot of times I'll just do sparring with them where the intensity is not very high. And it's, um, I tell them, I'm like, it's not about who's getting taken down and who's scoring. It's, this is about to be purely about learning and being in positions where you're not comfortable and trying to figure out, learn how to do it and learn how to get through them. And, and I think that's important. You know, it, it's not always, um, it's not always the, like say, grit and grind, staying inside that box. Sometimes you got to think a little bit outside the box. Those, those, the guys that are the best guys probably are not always the, mo- the guys that think the most conventional. They're not the guys that mm-hmm. are, you know, high crotch double and finishes. You know, they're the guys that are like, oh, I might do a high crotch and double, but what if I didn't come up? But what if he starts trying to roll through or he start, tries to bump my hips? How can I finish that? And I think sometimes you don't, we don't practice those positions enough. You practice, okay, if he wizards you, you know, step on his leg, pull it up. You know, but there's sometimes where you're wrestling a kid that's got a rubber knee. And if you don't practice that with them or if they've never been in the position, you know, they're never going to experience. So I even, I try sometimes at least, at least once a week when I was, a, when I was, we were in season to practice those type of stuff that you're not accustomed to. And even when, like now, like um, in high school, even though they don't, the, the edge of the line and wrestling on the edge is very ambiguous. I always tell my kids, I'm like, treat it like a college match. Until they tell you to stop wrestling, wrestle. Mm-hmm. Like keep wrestling, do it. Because I was like, if you stop wrestling, like one thing that, and this is just, I think, common sense for everybody, nothing good happens when you stop wrestling during match. Just, and usually stuff never goes well. So just wrestle until they tell you, you know it. You got stopped, you blow the whistle, you hear them, they touch you, tell you stop. You know, I think that's really important. So, Well, I think this, is, this has been an awesome conversation, Coach Henderson. I really appreciate having you here today. No, I appreciate it. I thank you a lot. I mean, obviously, uh, when, you, when you emailed me, I was really surprised. Um, but I was, I was smiling through both ears, um, and it, it's been great. I've learned a lot. I've gotten to talk about, um, obviously, my career and – and everything like that and just keep projecting and i just hope that you know whoever watches this that they're able to take those experiences and just really enjoy the journey that wrestling gives you and take those lessons and, and really apply it to life you know uh, and the big like i said the biggest thing for me is, is is seeing the lessons and stuff that i teach or they learn from me and seeing them apply it and it goes on and they have great lives and it has a positive influence and makes me smile that that's gonna that's gonna make me happy. So I really appreciate you having me on here. Uh, I hope we can talk again sometime, either on your podcast or you know just offline. But I really appreciate it and thank you again. Absolutely, I hope so too. And I'm I'm sure our paths are gonna cross, and a lot of people are gonna benefit from this uh, from the knowledge you're imparting. You know, you've got a great journey, and you've uh, you've really shared an awful lot. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it too. Thanks for listening to Backpoints today. If you want to support the show, 
please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever else you find the show. Also, it helps us if you give the show a rating on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Feel free to also make a donation via Patreon at patreon.com backpoints. Thanks and see you next episode.